Good morning. Welcome to Long Live Third Parties Podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc., a third party's books publisher, sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Today I read the case Twin Cities Area New Party versus McKenna, 73F3D196, Court of Appeals, 8th Circuit, 1996. Friends, we're going to talk about a topic we haven't talked about before, and that topic is an interesting topic. So let's talk about it. Today's topic is fusion voting. The new party advances fusion voting, just like the Working Families Party does that today. In fact, I just saw a story in my Instagram stories from the working one of the chapters of the Working Families Party, and they talked about fusion voting. For those of you that may not remember, the new party was a third party back in the day that, like the Working Families Party, advanced fusion party. And remember that friend of mine who was a staunch Democrat against third parties? I once asked him if there was any third party you would support, what would it be? He said the new party. So that's a party that even staunch Democrats might support. So good for them that they can pull people in like that. So what happened here? Let's read about it. It says, quote, In this case, we must decide whether Minnesota can constitutionally prevent a minor political party from nominating its chosen candidate on the ground that the candidate is another party's nominee, even though the candidate consents to the minor party's nomination and the other party does not object. In April 1994, the Twin Cities Area New Party, a legitimate minor political party under Minnesota law, voted to nominate Andy Dawkins, the incumbent Democratic Farm Labor DFL State Representative in House District 65A as a new party's candidate for the office in November 1994 general election. The new party believed Dawkins would best represent and deliver the principles of the new party's platform. Dawkins, who faced no opposition in upcoming DFL primary election and was thus ensured the DFL nomination, accepted the new party's nomination and signed an affidavit of candidacy for the new party, requiring all candidates to file a file affidavit of candidacy. The DFL did not object to the new party's nomination of Dawkins. The new party prepared a nominating petition with the required numbers of signatures. When the new party attempted to file Dawkins' affidavit in the nominating petition, however, the Secretary of State's office rejected them because Dawkins had filed an affidavit of candidacy for the DFL party, a major political party in Minnesota. Thus, Dawkins' new party affidavit did not state he had no other affidavit on file as a candidate at the next ensuing general election as Minnesota law requires. End quote. You get that, friends? You get that? Yes, you do, because you're smart. For those who are staunch third-party fans, who love the third parties, they may not like fusion voting because they wouldn't want to nominate any of the candidates. Some people on the left say the Democratic Party is not left enough, so they wouldn't support it. And I've heard some people on the right say the Republican Party is not right enough, so they wouldn't want to support it. There are people, like the new party, who believe some of the candidates support them. It seems their motivation is to piggyback on the other office, the other, the, what the candidate is running for in the main party. A lot of third parties don't seem to 
like coalitions with the major parties, but the new party does. Have you ever considered fusion voting? Have you ever voted for it in an area where it was allowed? They talk about the history of this in this case. And I don't see it mentioned here, but I remember in history class learning William Jennings Bryan actually got two nominations. I believe it was the Populist Party and the Democratic Party. They talk about here how it was in the 1892 election and wasn't that the year that William Jennings Bryan run? So maybe they're referring to that. And they also talk about it was used in more recent times. Even the stalwarts of the two-party system such as Ronald Reagan, John F. Kennedy, Franklin D. Roosevelt, Earl Warren, Fiaro LaGuardia, they say those people, and even Jimmy Carter, got fusion voting. I'm sorry, Jimmy Carter, they're talking about Reagan ran against Jimmy Carter and he won because the conservative party put his name on the ballot. So what do you think about that? If I was running for a third party office, I wouldn't want one of the nominations from the two parties, but it doesn't work the other way around. Rarely would one of the two parties want to nominate a third party candidate. From the fusion voting, it's one of the third parties nominating one of the two party candidates already running. They make a valid point here. They say, quote, when a minor party and a major party nominate the same candidate and the candidate is elected because of the votes cast in the minor party line, the minor party voters have sent an important message to the candidate and the major party, which gets attention for the minor party's platform, end quote. Do you like that as a tactic, my friends? What do you think about that? Do you think that's a valid way for third parties to get ahead? Guess what, friends? They have... The judges here have an issue with these laws. They say, quote, Minnesota's banner and multiple party nomination is broader than necessary to serve the state's asserted interests regardless of their importance. Minnesota asserts the statutes are necessary because without them, minor party candidates would just ride the coattails of major party candidates, disrupting the two-party political system as we know it. Minnesota is concerned about the internal discord within the two major parties and major party splintering. The new party responds that to avoid these problems, Minnesota need only require the consent of the candidate and the candidate's party before the minor party can nominate the candidate. End quote. We want the two-party system to be disrupted. That's our whole point. We want to bring it down. I once had a bumper sticker I made that said, smash the two-party system. They go on and say that the state here shouldn't regard itself whether one of the two parties is going to have factions, have chaos. That's not the proper role of the government. 
They also say something beautiful, my friends. They say, quote, Indeed, rather than jeopardizing the integrity of the election system, consensual multiple-party nomination may invigorate it by fostering more competition, participation, and representation in American politics. End quote. Could we have said that better ourselves? I love the word invigorate. That's one of those great words of the English language. And here it demonstrates that. They also talk about how having a candidate running under, one candidate running under two parties can make voters unsure what to do. They said that's simple. All they need to do is write some instructions in the ballot. So that's not something that should stop this. They also talk about how when a candidate runs under a third party, the third party name of the party can oftentimes help voters understand where the candidate stands. Here they mention the Right to Life Party. So if you're a candidate, you're running for Republican in the Right to Right and the Right to Life Party as a fusion ticket, then people will know where you stand because we all know there's pro-choice Republicans. So if you wanted to vote pro-life and there wasn't the Right to Life Party, that would be harder to decide in some cases. So I like that thinking. These, this court here is giving us some great arguments for our side to use to advance the right cause. So what does this all lead up to? Let's read what they ultimately concluded. It says, quote, We hold Minnesota Statute 204B.06 Subdivision 1B and 204B.04 Subdivision 2 are unconstitutional because the statutes severely burden the new party's associational rights and the statutes could be more narrowly tailored with a consent requirement to advance Minnesota's interests. We have not reached the constitutionality of Minnesota Statute 204B04 Subdivision 1, which states no individual shall be named on any ballot as a candidate of more than one major political party because it is not involved in this case. We reverse the district court. End quote. That sounds beautiful, my friends. They don't want to address this, the last part because the operative word there is major. So if you're nominated as a major and a minor party, then this court says that's fine. So this is proof that we can win. Whether you like fusion voting or not, it shows sometimes third parties can get ahead and let us use this momentum. So friends, let's cheer. Hooray! Long live third parties. Goodbye.